0: Right on the top, right at the top, verse one I'm going to read through verse 7. Now, I would say I'm going to have it on the screen behind us, but I'm not going to say that. Hopefully this week, uh, depending on when the new projector comes in, we'll have uh, the screen back next week. If not, like Tanner said, most of us have lived a lot longer without overhead projection systems than we have with. So, let's move forward. Genesis chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan. And they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moreh at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. This morning, I would like to continue the subject matter that I have been preaching on. And I'd like to speak to you on the subject entitled Useful Idiots. Hamas. These verses of Scripture that we find in our text outline the manifest plan of God to create a people. To create a nation unique in all the earth. A people belonging to God. Taken From out of a single man and his family. Out from Ur of the Chaldeans, north and east of Canaan, in the Fertile Crescent, God created a people from one man, Abram, and his wife, Sarai. From that man and that woman would grow a family. And eventually, an entire nation. A nation who to this day proudly traces their ancestry to this very man. This is a nation that through Moses, God said that, quote, the Lord did not set His affection on you and choose you, Because you were more numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath He swore to your ancestors that He brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, King of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping His covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who loved Him and keep His commandments. Deuteronomy 7. To further illustrate this point, Solomon said concerning God in Second Chronicles chapter 6, he said this, Since the day I brought my people out of Egypt, I have not chosen a city in any tribe of Israel to have a temple built so that my name might be there, nor have I chosen anyone to be ruler over my people Israel. But now, I have chosen Jerusalem for my name to be there. And I have chosen David to rule my people Israel. The Bible could hardly be more clear. As far as God is concerned, Jerusalem has been the eternal, undivided capital since the reign of David, according to Lori Cardoza Moore, television personality with focus on Israel. God, she said, established the boundaries of all the nations, and He chose the city of Jerusalem for Himself. End quote. However, being the people of God, unique and chosen, is not without its challenges, crises, threats, and dangers. You ought to know you're the chosen of God. According to the United States Holocaust Memorial. Museum. Anti-Semitism, defined as the fear or hatred of Jews, existed in Europe for centuries before the Holocaust. The early Christian church, and I'm going to pause right here, to say that this source, when it speaks of the early Christian church, is speaking of the Catholic Church, not New Testament Church. The early Christian church portrayed Jews as unwilling to accept the Word of God, as agents of the devil, and as murderers of Jesus. In the 1960s, the Vatican backtracked on that claim and renounced it. During the Middle Ages, laws restricted Jews and prevented them from owning land or holding public office. Jews were excluded from most occupations. This forced them to make a living through money lending, trade, and commerce. Jews were accused of causing plagues, of murdering children for religious rituals, and of secretly conspiring to dominate the world. None of these accusations were true, however. A new kind of anti Semitism emerged in the second half of the 19th century. At its core was the theory that Jews were not merely a religious group, but a completely separate race. Anti Semites believed Jews were dangerous and threatening because of their, quote, Jewish blood, end quote. They believed that Jews would still be a threat even if a Jewish person converted to Christianity. anti-Semitic racism united these new racial theories with old Jewish stereotypes. These ideas gained wide acceptance. After World War I, the new, then new, Nazi Party and its leader, Adolf Hitler, blamed Jews for Germany's defeat in the First World War. They claimed that German Jews, a small minority, by the way, making up less than 1% of Germany's population, had, quote, stabbed Germany in the back. End quote. This, of course, was untrue. German Jews... Fought and died for Germany during the First World War. Historians cannot trace inexplicably Hitler's anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism to any specific event or incident. We don't know where it came from. But when the the Nazi Party took over in Germany in 1933, there. Anti-Semitic racism then became official government policy. As a result, the Holocaust was the systematic state-sponsored persecution and murder of six million Jews by the Nazi regime and its collaborators between 1933 and 1945. In January of 33, Adolf Hitler, the leader of the Nazi Party, was appointed the chancellor of Germany. The Nazi Party quickly turned Germany's Germany from a weak democracy into a one-party dictatorship. It began persecuting German Jews almost immediately. By 1935, Jews were stripped of their German citizenship, and in 38, Jewish men began to be arrested and sent to concentration camps just for being Jewish. Subsequently, <clears throat> the Holocaust was caused by many factors, including millions of individual decisions made by ordinary people who chose to actively participate in or at least tolerate the persecution and murder of their neighbors. End quote. At 90 years ago, 90 years ago, Hitler, the Nazi Party, World War II, and the Holocaust seemed so very far removed, relegated to the pages of history books. And belonging to Internet sites dedicated to the past. Yet, three weeks ago, yesterday, on October seventh, twenty twenty three. at 6.30 a.m. Israel time, Muslim extremists from the Palestinian terrorist group Hamas launched what it called Operation Al-Aqsa Flood. Named after the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Located in the old city of Jerusalem. In which... Hamas launched an assault targeted major cities in Israel with almost 3,000 rockets in a period of 20 minutes as well as vehicle transported incursions from within the Gaza Strip, killing at least 1,400 Israelis and taking more than 200 hostages. According to ABC News' Bill Hutchinson, quote, armed Hamas militants, many on motorcycles, stormed blockaded areas Of the Gaza Strip, shooting at Jewish settlers and slaughtering people in kibbutzim and small towns. Video footage of Hamas militants taking Israeli citizens, including mothers, children, and the elderly, hostage and carrying them across the Gaza border." As a result of the October 7th siege, thousands of people in Berlin, London, Paris, New York, Atlanta, Chicago, and elsewhere took to demonstrating on behalf of the Palestinians and Hamas, holding placards calling for freedom for Gaza and from Israeli tyranny. Student protesters at major universities like Harvard, NYU, and Columbia resorted to tearing down pictures posted of the more than 200 hostages in opposition to pro-Israeli sent- sentiments. Interestingly, the quote that I read just a minute ago from the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum that said, quote, the Holocaust was caused by many factors, including millions of individuals Decisions made by ordinary people who chose to actively participate in or at least tolerate the persecution and murder of their neighbors. That quote seems to be coming back into vogue 90 years later. What was it that King Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 1? What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything... King Solomon asks of which one can say look this is something new it was here already long ago it was here before our time Palestine Hamas Hezbollah Iran, side by side with 18 and 19-year-old college, college uh, Harvard and Columbia University students? Who would ever have thought, well, we don't have to imagine anymore. It is our reality. Interesting, this this blows my mind that even the LGBTQ plus community is foolishly, and may I underscore, ignorantly getting into it, getting in on this whole thing amid a history of purported human rights violations by Hamas. An interview with the National Desk, Israeli technology consultant and uh, um, columnist Hillel Field explained the same U.S. groups advocating for Hamas would likely be killed by the terrorist regime that controls The Gaza Strip. Quote, I welcome the LGBTQ community to go to Gaza. Let them bring their flags. Let them go to Gaza and let them fight for human rights there and let's see what happens. Fould expressed to TND they're going to get lynched and murdered. End quote. Fuld's passionate response refers to Hamas's documented handling of homosexuality in Gaza. Palestine now think about this. Palestine. We're talking about the Gaza Strip, portions of the West Bank. Palestine is the eighth worst country in the world for LGBTQ plus rights listen now ranking number 190 out of 197 countries according to equaldex's lgbtq plus equality index they rank 190 out of 197 in contrast israel ranks 48 on that same list. And is it the only nation in the Middle East where same-sex unions are recognized. Israel is widely considered the most tolerant nation on sexual rights in the Middle East. And yet, it bears mentioning That Palestine is not an officially recognized, organized state by the United States. Palestine is a territory within the borders of Israel. Hamas is the officially elected, by choice or by force, I do not personally know. They are the officially elected governing body in this Palestinian territory. They're the boss. They control everything. However, they do not build infrastructure or provide, grow, or manufacture food, etc., for the people of Palestine. They don't provide electricity. They don't build roads. They don't maintain sewage. They don't bring in the water. Nothing. You know who does? Israel does. Israel provides everything that the Gaza Strip needs. The arguments being made by pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas uh, protesters focused on words like Israel's occupation and Israel's genocide of the Palestinian people. But at its core, the issue is that this isn't, listen to me carefully, this isn't a battle of religious or political ideologies. I don't care what you're hearing and what you're seeing. This is not a battle of religious or political ideologies or anything that even remotely resembles that. This is the fact. This entire conflict is about the fact that God Himself Jehovah, Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai, created the people of Israel. This nation, Israel, out of nothing did He create it except out of what He had made. And in this case, what He had made was a man a man named Abram, a man called Abraham. and when started and what started out as nothing more than a couple became a family, and the family became a nation, and that nation was and is, precious to him, which means it is, by default, a target. Of Satan. And as is clearly being seen, brothers and sisters, the useful idiots are once again on parade. Why? Why do Christians stand with Israel? Why do we stand with Israel? I mean, they don't believe in our Jesus. Why do we stand with these people? Not, let me tell you why, it's not because believers lean to the political right. Mm-mm. Not because we lean conservative and supporting Israel is merely In our playbook. That's why we do it. It's in our politically conservative playbook. That is not why we support and back and stand with Israel. We stand with Israel because Jehovah Himself breathed these words Psalm 122 Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. That's why. Because God said to do it. And we, believers in the Most High God, Through Jesus Christ, his son, we have a tendency, whether we lean politically right and conservative is irrelevant. We lean to obeying God. Please understand these things I say concerning Israel are not my opinion. These are not my opinion. This is biblical. This is theological. This is eternal fact. Why? Because it is eternally, irreversibly, irrevocably established in the immutable, unchanging, inspired, that is to say, God breathed word of God. That's why. It's not my opinion, it's fact. The simple fact is that you cannot hate Israel and not hate America at the same time. You can't hate Israel and not hate America at the same time. I know that's a double negative. Just do the math. Okay? Ask yourself, why are these pro-Palestinian protests happening around our country and around the world? Why? Why? Why is this happening? For the same reasons that people have been protesting against America for years now. Occupy Wall Street. Black Lives Matter. Antifa. The 1619 Project. The LGBTQ community. Proponents of abortion on demand. And the list could go on and on ad nauseum. They're all, in one way or another, knowingly or ignorantly, displaying hate against the idea of God and what He stands for. By default, that hatred extends to Israel because you can't love things that oppose God and love Israel at the same time. And since America stands within Israel, our strongest ally in the Middle East, Israel haters hate America. That's Have you heard the, the saying, what's your truth? Ladies and gentlemen, that's your truth. Israel haters hate America because we stand with Israel. And Israel is the people of God. So are we. It's a good club. I have gone on and on this morning. And now I'm going to bring this to a close. Please know, I am not saying all the things that I have just said just because Hamas and groups like them are evil. And they're the enemy. And... I'm supposed to be opposed to all of this because it's the right thing to do. No, that's not why I'm saying that. Ephesians chapter 6, in some of the most well-known Scripture in all of the canon, says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. You can look at Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran, the Soviet Union, communism, Satanists. You can look at the whole lot and hate them and want to hit them with your car in a crowded street. You can think that all day long. But where you're coming from would be categorically incorrect because God's Word in the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians says, our struggle isn't against them. They're just useful idiots. Where is our struggle? (laughs) We all know this, but I'm going to read it anyway. Because by chance, someone someone, somewhere might hear this message and not have the foggiest idea what the rest of this verse says. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against um, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I'm not saying all of this because we're supposed to be able to get upset with what's going on around about us. And all oh, those people would just fall off a cliff. If those people would just disappear. Of course, the, the popular one is, why don't we just, all those people who are pro this, that, let's just ship them to that country and let them live there then. Guys. That's not the answer. That's not the philosophy. And I am not some conscientious objector saying, oh, we can't do it. No! We live in Texas. And the Second Amendment means a lot to us. Does that answer the question about conscientious objections? That's not what it's about. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's a wholesale waste of time and energy to think that way. It's a wholesale waste of time and energy. I'm pro-people. You know why I'm pro-people? All people? Because people are people. That's what they are. And if they're people, they're created things. Created things in the image of God, a sacred thing, whether they know it, speak like it, and act like it, or not. They are a holy thing. Redeemed by Christ Jesus Himself. Redemption. Just waiting for Palestinian militants to recognize it. Waiting for them. The reason that's all a waste of time is for quite possibly one of the single most often quoted verses in all of the Bible. Actually, it's two verses. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever. Your King James, of course. Whosoever. That whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world But to save the world through him. If his perspective coming into the world and being categorically murdered, an innocent man, crucified, and his philosophy is I'm not here to condemn the people that are killing me, I'm here to make sure that they have an avenue by which to be saved. Then shouldn't we recognize the fact that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, too? We are the light in a darkened world that desperately needs you and I to be Jesus Christ. As I see it, without Jesus, everyone, everyone suffers from a little malady that I like to refer to as CDS. Chronic Deception Syndrome. Without Jesus, everybody suffers from chronic deception syndrome. And Satan is at fault. The twelfth chapter of the Revelation refers to him this way, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. John chapter 8. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native tongue. He speaks his native language, excuse me. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So, to my mind, he's the one at fault. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, he's the one at fault. And everyone who does not know the truth has been deceived by Him. So it is not for me to be angry with them or to judge them, because the Word of God speaks against that as well, despite my genuine hatred and disgust of evil. Which is exactly what occurred on October 7th. And it's evil that continues to manifest as people support the darkness. Once again, useful idiots. My job, your job, our job, is to be a light in this ever-growing darkness and try to parrot Paul when he said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, though I am free and belong to no one. I have made my slave, myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. Stand with I've been talking about this subject. This is a month long now. And we're not going to fix what's happening in Israel. Okay? We, sitting here in Corsicana today, we're not going to fix what's happening there. What we are going to do is going to pray for that place. We're going to pray for Israel. Why? Because the Word of God says so. But on a more personal level, what we need to be in this ever de evolving world in which we live in, we need to be more and more determined to be light in darkness. No matter what. Even though you can't see Him. Even though you can't feel Him. Even though you can't hear Him. He's working. Have you been witnessing to someone? Has someone been noticing your life around them? Maybe they're even addressing you disparagingly because of it. Guys, that's light in darkness. And all you have to remember is that darkness can't run light off. That's light's job to do to darkness. Keep being that person in front of everyone. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. You can't change Israel. You can't change what's going on in Ukraine and Russia and all, all over Eastern Europe. You can't, you can't change any of it. But what you can be, is that person he redeemed and saved you to be, full of the Holy Spirit, making people see, oh, that's what Jesus looks like. That's what. Because, guys, the world's on a collision course with the will of God. You're not going to change that. You might as well enjoy the ride. You might just as well enjoy being what He saved you to be. Amen? Father, we love You. We praise You. We glorify Your name in all the earth. We exalt You. And we look to You right now. Is there anybody in this house that doesn't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Because the reason He came, the reason He died, the reason He established redemption is to save folk. Because God so loved the world, remember? God did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. Remember? Yeah. That's why He came. Because the first couple, they dropped the ball. Oh well. We're the recipients of that mistake. But He's provided for us a way of escape. Through Jesus Christ. He's already redeemed every living thing, every living individual, every living individual that will come. He redeemed them. That doesn't make them saved. That means He's made a way for them to be saved. His death and resurrection redeemed all of the population of history. We just have to acknowledge it. Oh, that's what that means. That's what He did. Okay. Okay. I accept that. Saved. Saved. Praise God. Is there anyone here that doesn't know Jesus? That wants to know Jesus Christ? No one? Then let's move on. I have one card here this morning.